Hello, welcome everyone to another episode of the Literary Latte Podcast. I am Brandon. And I am Katie. And today we are here to discuss a bleak, sad, depressing murder mystery book. We do a lot of depressing books. (laughs) We really do, is the thing, without even meaning to. Because last book, we did The Lost Bookshop. Yeah, and you had picked it because you were like, oh, it's supposed to be like... It's supposed to be a feel-good book. Yeah. (laughs) It's not. It was kind of depressing. And then before that, it was Daisy Hates. Yes. Also depressing. It was, but I loved it. Um, Yeah, it's true. This one that we're covering um, in today's episode, A Flicker in the Dark, was purposely picked for, like, the nature of it. Because it's like, oh, this is kind of like the silent patient, like, something like that. And it had, um, I think it was popular on, like, TikTok on some point. So Mm -hmm. it was just like, okay, this book could be good. So, but I will say, reading it, it gave me... The heebie-jeebies sometimes. Yes. I initially, so I listened to the audiobook, and I initially was like, I cannot listen to this at night because I it was kind of freaking me out a little bit. Um, eventually, I did listen to it because I needed to, like, I was running a little bit behind and, like, needed to catch up. So I listened to it, but it was fine because I had my dogs with me. So I was, like, r- listening to it while I was walking the dogs. And I have mm-hmm. big dogs, so it ends up being okay. Um, but there was a couple moments where I was like, I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> this is very uncomfortable. Yeah. It just so. made me feel odd. And then like, I couldn't, cause I run at night mm-hmm. because it like, there's no one around and it's not as humid at night. Cause Florida, right. it's just like, if right. there's sun, there's humidity. Well, and you're like working during the day. So. I'm working during the day. So I'm like, I'll yeah. run at night. Um, and I hate running in the gym. It's understandable. Like on a, yeah. a treadmill. I can't do yeah. it. But I like couldn't I was like this is like I don't know but towards the end of it I think it was fine I think it was just like settling into it it was like Mm -hmm. oh okay so we're going there yeah um before we get into the book Katie how are you doing I am good I today I had a lovely experience today I decided because I woke up early and I went to Trader Joe's I got there before they opened there was a line like a crowd waiting to go into Trader Joe's and I was like, I'm not going to be part of that. So I sat in my car for like five minutes. But I went to Trader Joe's, got my stuff going, and was like, hey, I'm going to go to the bookstore, get some coffee, and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to read my book. And I'm catching up on the Sarah J. Mass um, Throne of Glass series. And I'm back into that. And so I was reading it. And a lady walked in and she like tapped me on the shoulder and she was like, oh my gosh, I'm reading the series too. And then, so we like had a little interaction. And then one of the baristas like walked by and went, oh my gosh, I love that book. That book is so good. So then the other girl, the first girl and I had a longer talk and it was just delightful. And we were talking about how Sarah J. Mass can just like bring women together and so, so pretty. I love that for you. I do want to at some point read the Court of Thorn of Roses. Court of Thorns and Roses? That's what it is. A Court of Thorns and Roses. A Court of Thorns and Roses. I do at one point want to read that, but I feel like I need to be committed. It's That one is five books at the moment. One of them is small, though. Um, So that one is a little bit 
easier. The throne of or the yeah, throne of glass is eight books. And then Crescent City is at the moment three. I don't know how many it's ultimately gonna be for A Court of Thorns and Roses and Crescent City. Throne of Glass is her only complete series as of this point. I think Akatar has at least one more book. Okay. Maybe two. I don't I don't know. I'm sure someone knows and I'm sure it's on the internet somewhere. I don't know how many books she's coming out with. I like to just be surprised by whatever she decides to give us. Um, but I it was a very nice interaction and I was like, oh, the power of books to bring people together. Love I love it. that for you. Yeah. How are you? I'm good, you know, just relaxing. You know, this week at work was pretty chill. And then um, this weekend's been a little hectic, but it's okay. We're coming towards the end of it. Um, I will say, as a little teaser, I recorded a couple episodes of a new podcast. Mm, Brandon's cheating on us. I am cheating. No, it's just, it's not cheating if you know about it. (laughs) Oh, so you're you're a poly podcaster? Yes, if we want to label it. Um, but it's this fun pop culture podcast with my friend um, Maggie, who Katie knows. Hi, Maggie. Um, and it's called The Shade of It All. And we'll be dropping two episodes. By the time this is released, the two episodes should be out. So, nice. And then it will be weekly. So that was fun. Um, so a lot of editing there and just like relaxing. And I did run yesterday. So that was fun. Proud of you. you know, I like it. Trying to keep up. But yeah. Oh, how are the new shoes? The new shoes were good. Okay. They still feel a little heavy, but I don't know again if that's just like something else or if it's the actual shoe. It takes time to get used to a new shoe. So thank you. It takes time, but I'm running quick. So I got to say, I think there's something to these Hoka's. I like it. I think there is. Um, And then today's Super Bowl Sunday, and I'm going nowhere. I don't even think I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. So there's that. Yeah. My sister texted me yesterday and was like, hey, we're going to have a little like get together for Super Bowl if you want to come over. And I texted back and I was like, is that is that tomorrow? Right. And I was like, what what time? What, what time? I don't what I don't I don't do the sports. I just it's not my Same. thing. And yeah. um, I might watch Usher. We'll see. I do yeah. like Usher. We'll see. I feel indifferent about Usher. He's fine. Yeah, he's cool. Um, but with that being said, let's jump into the book. Katie, do you have a summary you prepared? I am ready. Do you ready? Let's do, do this. Ready? Do you ready? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say like, let's do this with our <laughs> just combined in my brain for that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. Flicker in the dark. So we meet our main character, Dr. Chloe Davis, a psychologist who has a bit of a pill problem, but kind of like in a fun way, uh, who also has a bit of a past. Her father was convicted as a serial killer 20 years prior for killing six girls in their hometown. Chloe has not quite gotten past this, as you can imagine. Very scarring on a little girl. And she is just trying to move on with her life. She is engaged to a lovely individual named Daniel. She has a great relationship 
seemingly great relationship with her brother Cooper. They're just trying to survive. They care for their mother, who is in an assisted living uh, center after trying to take her own life following her father's conviction 20 years prior. And on the 20th anniversary of her father being caught, suddenly in the town that she now lives in, some girls start to go missing. So history is repeating itself again. What's going on? Chloe seems to think that this is somehow connected to her because I think she's a little bit of a narcissist, maybe a little bit of a savior complex. She's trying to figure out what's going on, how to save people, how to make it stop. Why are they targeting her? And she's just suspecting everybody. She thinks it's the father of one of the girls that were was killed 20 years ago. She starts telling the police about that. And the police are like, Chloe, I think that you need to get help. And she's like, we talking about I'm fine. Well, in walks a journalist who wants to write a story about her and her family and how are things going 20 years after her father's conviction. And at first she's like, F you, get out of my life. But then she's like, hey, maybe actually we can be allies and we can figure this all out so she starts working with the journalist she decides that you know it's actually it's not the father of the girl who died it's actually her fiance now she suspects the fiance so she's gonna go and talk to the fiance's mom who she's never met because the fiance's sister disappeared when they were kids chloe's going every which way she's trying to figure this out she thinks like something is tied all to her and throughout this entire thing Cooper was around and then disappeared. And then she figures it out. It's her fiance. That's the one who did it. She knows where he's taking the girls. One of her her best friend's daughter is the last one that gets taken. And she's like, I got to find her. I got to find Riley. So where does she go? Back to her childhood home. Because clearly that's where her fiance is taking the girls before he kills them and then takes their body and dumps them somewhere else. So she goes, she goes in there, she hears someone call her name, turns around, it's not her fiance, it's the journalist. Thankfully, Riley is still alive, though, so she is able to save Riley. But Aaron, or so he said that was his name, turns out that's not actually his name, uh, starts to advance on Chloe, and Chloe ends up shooting him, he dies. Come to find out that... This was not actually Andrew, this was or Aaron rather. And this was someone who Chloe and Cooper went to school with. And he makes an interesting comment right before he dies. He says, he made me do it. And Chloe's like, what the heck? Initially, she thinks it's her father. But then she goes and she actually finally gets to talk to Daniel. And Daniel is like, hey, this wasn't me. I didn't kill my sister. I actually got my sister away from my abusive father. And that's where I've been, like, disappearing off to. I thought he was cheating. Side note, just Katie's perspective. Turns out he just went to go see his sister, which is very nice. He actually seemed like a decent guy. But Daniel brings forth information that, in fact, her father was not the one that killed the six girls from when she was a kid. It was, in fact, her brother, Cooper. Chloe then decides that she's going to confront Cooper about this. And so he she gets Cooper to come and they share a bottle of wine. And those pills come in handy because she drugs him. They He confesses to everything about how 
their father had found out because he had found Cooper's stash of um, like mementos from his his kills. He was taking the girl's jewelry. And his dad was trying to figure out what to do with that when Chloe found the box of jewelry in her father's closet, which ultimately is what led to her father being convicted. And it seemed like their dad just wanted to protect Cooper. But in the end, Cooper gets arrested. The dad gets released. Chloe and Daniel do break up, but maybe they get back together. And the book ends with Chloe going to visit Daniel's sister to return the engagement ring, which belonged to her, and to kind of have this moment of closure. And that's the book. And that's the book. Lots of twists and turns so with many this twists book. And turns. Um, I do have to ask, because you did make a comment that maybe Chloe was a bit narcissistic. Do you feel like Chloe is narcissistic? A little bit. I think, though, she kind of has to be um but she was somewhere right. between like narcissistic and paranoid she's kind of in between this of like she just kind of assumed everybody was out to get her all the time well i think i would lean more towards paranoid just because she was right the murders were connected to her and i but can they weren't imagine... happening because of her she kept saying that they were happening because of her well, indirectly because of her. It's like... No, because she's situation... not responsible for her brother's actions. No, but it's her family. So she's just saying with her situation, those girls are being murdered because her dad was a killer. So whoever is trying to copycat, it's like associated with her and these specific girls where she lives. But it's not a, it was happening around where she lived because that's also where her brother lived. Well, yeah, but it's... it wasn't like her brother was like, let me, let me only kill your patients. So well, it no. wasn't really happening because of her. So that's where like the narcissism comes in. Is she was like, I'm the catalyst that's making all of this happen. And she wasn't. It just happened that the person who was killing everyone was her brother. Yeah. I mean, Sure, he didn't kill. It was, it's indirectly because of her. And I could get why she would feel that way. But okay, I think, I mean, yeah, I, one of her patients was killed. Yeah, but I don't patient. think that, I don't think it was because she was the patient. I think she just happened to be one of her patients. I, think I don't know. She, he, I think that that girl just fit the, like, description of who the, but the, the brother, brother said wanted he did to go it. out of he started to do it because of the the fiance catching on to him they're like that's what caused it to like escalate but that's what caused him to murder again again i that's not chloe though that's the fiance. i know it's not directly but i could get her situation feeling like damn if i my father didn't do this and if all this wasn't in my life these people wouldn't Die. sure yes but you could say that for anything right like well yeah she's she's not responsible for the actions of other people i think that's her just taking it on as guilt not necessarily as narcissism okay you can say that i, I can get on board with that <laughs> katie's like she's a narcissist she wants credit for everything <laughs> i think that that to say that you are able to cause stuff like that to happen makes you a bit of a narcissist yeah. Again, I not like that. maybe you could say narcissistic tendencies. That yeah. makes it better. 
I just think it was more of a place of like, oh my God, I feel bad as sure. opposed to Guilt. like, yeah. oh, look at what I'm causing. <laughs> I'm causing yeah. a stir <laughs> in Baton Rouge. <laughs> Yeah, definitely was a lot of guilt on her part. I for sure. Sorry, good. No, you go. I was say I for sure thought at a couple of points that she was actually the one that was murdering people. It just wasn't remembering it because she was mixing pills and alcohol. No, I did too. Because when we talked last week and you were kind of saying like, you don't trust Chloe. Mm -hmm. I was like, interesting. Let me keep reading. And you weren't too far ahead of me. So I was like, ooh, something might happen. And then with the stuff with the drugs and, like, it seemed like she wasn't remembering stuff, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, was this this thing where she was, like, killing girls maybe she was, like, jealous of? And then her dad, like, took the fall and now she's, like, undergoing this mental break and killing more. Honestly, that probably would have been even better ending. It would have been intense. It would have been. But um, then I was like, oh, maybe it's that. But, like, I don't know. Like... I just feel like we would have gotten more hints of that. And then, like, it just seems like maybe this is PTSD type of yeah. thing. Yeah. Which is what it was. ended up being. But yeah. that would have been a very interesting ending, I think. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, the, the way that the dad, like, because this kind of, this book, like, flashes back multiple times to, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years prior when, the the killings first started happening and she would talk about the way that her dad would like act during that time and i was like that doesn't seem like how a killer would act just didn't quite line up um yeah which and then like at the like when the dad got arrested and he was like be good and i was like again this seems really weird (laughs) just not quite lining up um, but because the brother was not like a huge part of the story, I just never really considered him as the killer really until like more towards the end. Um, mm-hmm. because it was just one where I was like, oh, this is, he's just not really around. Yeah, he wasn't. So like, cause I, at one point too, I was like, maybe, but then I was like, he's barely there. So right. I don't see how. But um, I did think the, like, tie-in with the fiancé was, like, a stretch. Like, oh, I um l- learned of your father's murders when I was younger, and that gave me an idea of how to let my sister run away, like, from our family. I'm just kind of like, okay. he was, like, 15. He was, but I'm like... <laughs> It's right. not like they were like super and then he's smart. Like, I've been wanting to protect you and then all this. And I knew who you were when I met you, which I still thought was a little creepy. A little creepy. I was like, yeah. I still got creepy vibes from him. What yeah. was his name? Daniel? Daniel. Yeah. I, there was something about him. I was like, I don't trust you. But then I was like, it's too obvious if he's like the killer. Because they were yeah. really setting it up to look like him. They really were setting it up to look like him. They really were in a lot of different ways. Um, yeah, I there was a good part where I was like, Daniel is cheating on her or is the killer. I thought that too. There is something, something is shady about this guy. And she, but then like he would be so sweet. But I'm also just like, I don't 
trust it. But it was almost too it. sweet. It was like yeah, it was almost like too, it was almost like fabricated sweet. And yeah, I was, it was like, like mm. oh my god, honey, yes, let's get these alarm systems. Do yeah. you think he? Okay, so one of the plot points was, um, Chloe was looking into the father of Lena, or is it Lena or Lena? How do Le- they say it? Lena. Lena? Okay of lena who was um allegedly the dad's probably first or second murder i forget but it was someone that she was good friends with yes and then the dad was having the affair with the mom yes so there was like drama and then the the dad like freaked out when um chloe's dad went to jail yeah lena's Lena's dad freaked out when chloe's dad went to jail yeah his name his name is bert bert rhodes that's his name and so when Chloe was like looking into like, oh, maybe it could be him, which wouldn't be the worst rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, that one didn't. That one was a stretch. And where I went like, Chloe, I think we need to like lay It off was a little stretch, a little but bit. the guy was also a little intense. So Oh, of course. I'm but, like, like, his daughter died. Like his daughter was killed. Her body was never found. Like, yeah. Absolutely. I could see him trying to kill maybe Chloe, but not other girls. So that was the part where I was like, I don't think it's him. No. But when she was researching him, she found out he was working for like a security system company. And then that was another weird moment too. She like was trying to hide it from Daniel. And then Daniel like held her down to get like the laptop. And I was just Yeah, Daniel had like weird points where he would like be just Slightly too rough with her mm-hmm. and i again i was just like i, Something's I don't weird. know it's weird um but he like saw it was the security system and he was like oh my god like do you not feel safe with all these murders like we should get a security system do you think he recognized or put together that, that was burt rhodes or no i don't think so like obviously you knew the name because i think she had it pulled up on the screen i don't know that she knew the significance of burt Rhodes mm-hmm. to chloe's past like i know chloe had talked about what happened growing up yeah but i don't remember her ever like explicitly saying that she told daniel about burt Rhodes and about that yeah. experience i wonder um, though if it was he was know. mentioned in one of those articles that Daniel kept in his like book as a kid but maybe he didn't remember I don't know I mean it ended up Daniel was like fine but I was just like interesting if he did remember and was just like I'm still gonna call the security system yeah again he was he was one more like you just a little sketchy just a touch just a touch where you're like that's weird (laughs) this is weird this is weird What what you doing buddy Ader, buddy, what you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, there was just like all this build up, and then I'm trying to think. I didn't really write down too many questions because I was like, well, there wasn't oh. a whole lot of questions in this. Like, That's I will say our like <laughs> our like notes at back and forth would be like, I'm on this chapter. Oh my gosh, this is happening. What if it's this? What if it's that? And like, we we like jumped kind of back and forth between like something's weird with Chloe what's going on with daniel and then towards like the end right before it's revealed that the the journalist isn't actually the journalist i was like aaron's being real sketchy (laughs) he was yeah all of the characters in here are super sketchy because the journalist came and at first like chloe was very resistant to it because she didn't want to be pulled back then she kind of fed into it 
But then the journalist would do like weird stuff, like visit the mom in like her right. assisted living space. And then he was like, yes. I only did that to get your attention. Right. And so they had a back and forth. And then eventually he went with her to visit Daniel's mom mm-hmm. to try to get information. And that's where she really thought like, oh my God, he's the killer. And he killed his sister his like sister, back yeah. in the day. And then so they went back to like the hotel and then right. they ended and then up like, sleeping together. Yes, they ended up having sex. And I was like, this is so weird. It was so weird. And I was like, okay, that? that's fine, I guess. But then afterwards, cool. he was just being like really weird when he was like leaving the next day. It was something, yeah. the vibe was not right. The vibe was off. But also just like now, then you find out that like he was helping Cooper kill people. It's like that much more creepy to be like, Chloe, you slept with him. He was yeah. inside you. Oh. Like. <laughs> and he wasn't a journalist. He was like he pretending to be one. But his real name was like, I forget. But it wasn't Aaron. It wasn't Aaron. Yeah. Wasn't. There was that that moment when they when they had when they slept together. I was like, oh, this is going to come back to bite her. I was like, there's going to be something creepy with this guy. And she's going to just be like, <laughs> His name was so Tyler. Gross. I have a Brit. Because I started to so write gross. notes in a different app because I wasn't, I didn't want to spoil spoil anything. I didn't know if you wrote something yet that would, because you finished mm. the book before me. So I was like, when I suspected Aaron, I was like, oh my God, is this Aaron? It is Aaron. And then I was like, okay, now that we know about Aaron, are we going to find out that Cooper, the brother, was the actual killer and the dad took the fall? And I started to think that I'm not going to say, like, oh, I just had this intuition. It was just, like, two weeks later and the brother, like, came to visit. Yeah. So I was just like, this is... And there was enough left of the book that I was like, are we going to figure out something with the brother? Yeah, so there's going to be something else that happens. And there yeah. was. And then there was. There was. Yeah. And so it was it was just a roller coaster. And the beginning of the book was so creepy too, because it kept oh mentioning gosh. like oh. how you can't trust the people that like you 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 run from the monsters that are behind you, but really they're right in front of you. Mm-hmm. There was in the the audiobook narrator actually did a very good job with this because she would read it in like a almost whisper-esque voice which like made it that much more like unsettling Mm -hmm. and and so like i said there was the first part of the book i was like i cannot read this at night by myself outside (laughs) yeah (laughs) or before i go to sleep because it's gonna give me nightmares or it's gonna you know whatever it is yeah Um, so the first part of it was very unsettling just talking about the dangers of the world and how you can't really trust people and you just never know what people are capable of and all of the things yeah and then it was just yeah the dad because he like seemed nice but it was just like you never know because what was it ted bundy was supposed to be charming oh yeah he's very charming so it was just like oh i guess but then like I did feel bad about the mom because the mom, as we yeah. come to find out, we thought she was depressed because the dad did it. But really, like, she found out. I think the dad had told her at one point that it was the brother. Yeah, so like, she... after Chloe had already given the officers the the box with the jewelry in it, mm-hmm. when they came back, the dad confessed to the mom that, like, Cooper is behind all of this. But at that point, it was too late for her to do anything without... Mm-hmm them taking cooper instead so they were trying to protect their son because he was like 15 the time that all this 
was happening, which also is like crazy that this 15 year old like killed six six girls. Yeah, this guy was a psycho. I mean, to yeah. say the least. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to put it mildly, but yes. um, that was a lot. And then she tried. The mom had tried to unalive herself and like abandon ab- abandon them emotionally before that point. Yeah. But then she tried to like hang herself. Trigger warning. Yeah. Which like then, it is, and it's understandable in some ways because I'm sure she like blamed herself for what her husband mm-hmm. did, and then also just didn't know how to cope because like. I think we often forget that, like, parents are also human, and that's, like, a lot. Like, not that it excuses what she did, because, like, she did have people relying on her, but ultimately, like, she's just a human, and she just couldn't cope with the reality that she was thrust into. Basically, yeah. And there was one point, because Chloe kept mentioning the memory of, like, her and her, like, reading stoop or something, and she, like, saw someone with a shovel outside Mm -hmm. and she thought it was her dad ended up being her brother but then in one of her dreams she's like in that moment and she sees it's her with the shovel and that's where i also was kind of like oh my god maybe it is chloe and she just like repressed this or yeah yeah that's the mind is a very powerful thing and then the fact that she like became a psychologist i was like this is wild while being addicted to drugs yeah definitely like the pills yeah she was doing some shady stuff because she was calling in prescriptions under her fiance's name of like xanax yes <laughs> and then was like getting them for herself yeah that was wild. yeah uh, yeah she had like a pharmacy in her desk she did she had just a bunch and she was yeah. spending weekends just like i'm gonna have pills and wine yeah that's <laughs> wild i'm just gonna like relax this weekend yeah. i feel like you're chill. definitely not supposed to mix those drugs with alcohol i mean i'm not a doctor so don't you know take medical advice from me but seems like not a good idea yeah at least also not on an empty stomach because i think she often did that too yeah that's a lot it's a lot to like mess up your body i did think i wasn't sure how like in the um because there was that time she did that and then the husband was away and then the alarm started going off. So she went in the closet and she was trying to find a gun, but she mm-hmm. found a necklace of one of the victims. Right. And like, cause what this person, like the reporter guy and the brother were doing where they were stealing jewelry to kind of match what the dad allegedly did. But what we find out was the brother, he would like take and collect the jewelry of their victims. This is trophies. Yes. And so I wasn't sure if she was imagining that or not. Mm. And then they made it really think that the bro- the fiance was the one who did it because he had went in the closet and secretly like hit it. But really, he he had suspected the brother the whole time and was like meeting the dad in jail. Mm-hmm. And the dad came clean. That was random. Yeah, that was super random, too. Also, yeah, because a little bit like, why are you involved in this? Yeah. He like, said, you... like, he got, like, a sense the brother wasn't telling the truth or he didn't think the dad, based off the stories, that Chloe would tell him about the dad. He was like, I don't think your dad would do this. Which is fair. I didn't either. Because yeah. there was a sense of, like, this, which, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't do it so much anymore. I used to listen to a whole lot of, like, true crime podcasts. Okay. And, um, yeah, I was, like, hardcore into that for a bit. 
I have not recently because just haven't really had time and also life's hard. <laughs> I don't want to hear life's hard enough. <laughs> yeah, life's hard enough. I don't need to hear more about that. But they would often talk about, especially with serial killers, is that they were seemingly fine. Like there's so many people who are like, I had no idea that they were leading this like other life. Cause to your yeah. point of like Ted Bundy being really um like charismatic, like there's so many stories of that. Sometimes they're like the oddballs where you're like, mm, that tracks. You're like, yeah, yeah you definitely seem Saw like you're someone <laughs> Saw that one. But a lot of times they're not. And so it's like it's possible that the dad could fit into that. But then oftentimes you'll have something that will like trigger someone. So like a head injury or drug use or alcohol abuse. Like there are things that will kind of trigger the, to use the words of this author, the darkness to come mm-hmm. out. And um, which is why I was like, I-, I could see this actually ending up being Chloe or being Daniel of like seemingly very nice person but something triggers them and that's when they go into like the the killer mode um whereas it just seems like the brother kind of always had that yeah he and would just fight it off until he didn't want to anymore which kind of i will say too the brother i guess fits the whole description of like the ted bundy because he was very well liked growing up he was always charming And, like, even when his dad found out he was the murderer, he was just like, it's the darkness and, like, all this. And I tried right. to fight it off. And, like, yeah, even, like, with the the L- L- Lena girl, she, like, had saw him kill another girl, like, a year before. And then so she was kind of, like, tempting him and, like, trying to see, like, if he would admit it or something. It was something weird like that. Well, and I think that kind of was supposed to represent like the like the fangirls that will like write to serial killers in oh, prison. Yeah. And like even with Ted Bundy, like women loved him. Yeah. And so I don't know if it was like the desire to fix him <laughs> where that was coming from. But like same thing with uh like Charles Manson. Like these men had like fans. Like female fans that yeah. would like write to them and stuff. Like I'm pretty sure Ted Bundy fathered a child in like while he was in prison. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that maybe like his lawyer or somebody that yeah. His yes. lawyer's baby. I think it honestly I should know this because I remember the story, but it was someone who was like involved in his case. Who oh would like go to visit him at jail in jail? And so like there is a child of Ted Bundy somewhere. Girl, think about, I don't. Why are like, you trying I, to have a serial killer spawn? But that's what I'm saying is that there's like this obsession with them, and I think that that's kind of where Lena was coming in too, of like she knows he's dangerous, but she wants to kind of play with fire a little bit. But like, yeah, and she not, seemed to not have no. the best like home life either. Yeah, she would kind of say stuff like I think her dad wasn't like the nicest. Yeah. I don't know if he was abusive, but it kind of alluded to maybe. Yeah. Or just that she was like misunderstood. I don't know. Um, But it definitely is like I think my assumption is that Lena's character was meant to kind of showcase 
the type of women who are like obsessed with serial killers. Yeah. Um, which like again, I listen to a lot of true crime, and so I understand like the fascination, but it was a fascination in that like you are so outside the norm that like how is how does your mind work? Like, how do you get to that point? Like at no point was I like, oh my gosh, Ted Bundy, he was so attractive. Like, no, he's still a killer. Like, yeah. Still a monster. Now Zach you know, Zach so. Efron as Ted Bundy. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, because again, even with like even with that movie, like Ted Bundy had relationships prior to being caught. He was with Lily Collins. Yes. I don't remember what the actual person's name was, but I don't either. I think it was his wife or something. I didn't yeah, even I watch the whole married. movie. It kind of bored me. But anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, this book was just intense and just very like it was like the silent patient in the sense, because I remember the silent patient made me feel kind of this way too. Yeah. Yeah. And also for me, do you remember when we worked at at the prior company together? And there was the Seminole Heights shooter. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So I lived in Seminole Heights during that time. You did. I did. Um, And the the last person that was killed, it was like three blocks from my house, four blocks from my house. Like it was very close. Mm-hmm. Um, So it it did kind of remind me of like that time too like that it's, it wasn't like a super traumatic thing like you just were smart I didn't go out at night by myself <laughs> you yeah. know like I did it if I you know I drove from wherever I was stayed in my car and then walked from my car to my house kept an eye out for things like it wasn't anything that I felt like I was in immediate danger that was an intense time it was I remember our uh the controller of the company coming to me and being like so you live in Seminole Heights like are you okay <laughs> In my mind, I was like, what would you do if I had said no? <laughs> like, <laughs> how are you going to help me right yeah, now? Yeah, how are you going to help me? It's like, I appreciate the sentiment, but like, yeah, I'm fine. So yeah. anywho, um, yeah, that it kind of reminded me of that time of you know them trying to figure out why is this happening, preventing it from happening again, um, and all of that. So definitely the uh, the, the police officers were interesting in this because clearly they were oh, trying yeah. to figure stuff out but I like, like them. the interactions with chloe which i kind of get because she was kind of just throwing spaghetti at the wall <laughs> a little <laughs> and but... it was one of those things where i was like chloe you need to like get yourself together it was funny though i liked because after they were like with her when she had shot the aaron guy and was like, oh, and he was revealed to be the killer. The cop was like, well, why did you drive to the house? Why didn't you come to us? And she's like, because you basically told me to fuck off last time. Right. And then he was kind of silent. Which, But I, again, like, Chloe got a bit messy. She did like, get messy. She got real messy. And so I get it from the perspective of like, Chloe, people are dying. Like, stop just sending us random theories that you have. Yeah. Like, if you have something concrete, bring something concrete. But, like, when she went and talked to the sheriff about um, Burt Rhodes, she had nothing. 
She should have waited till she was like got the stuff with the because honestly, I felt like it was more concrete when she thought it was the hut, the fiance. Oh, yeah, 100%. she should have waited till then. She just like right hit the paint or too she should have said early. like when she was like, Oh my gosh, I know where, where they're taking the body. That's where she should have called and said, Hey, I think this is where Riley is. Um, like that, but like to me, that makes sense, right? Like, just go. Mm-hmm. go check out the house and you're going to know whether or not that's where Riley is. I do wonder, and I guess maybe it was on the website because one of the victims was a daughter from the family of where they were going to have the wedding. Mm-hmm. But I guess, cause it was a public on the website. That's how the brother found out about. Yeah. That'd be my guess. Or she was just like someone in, in the community. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. Wild book, wild book. Um, any other thoughts about it? No, I, I liked it overall. I thought it had a good twist. Um, I thought I, I, I liked how it wrapped up because it kind of felt like Chloe was getting herself figured out that like Daniel seemingly still loved her, but kind of wanted to give her the space that she needed to get herself sorted out. Um, the father had been released, but Chloe had not seen him yet. So I think that there was kind of talk of her like kind of taking the space that she needed to like reorient herself to her new reality. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully getting help for her pill habit. Um, she seemed more at peace towards the end. Yeah. And I like that she didn't end up back with Daniel. Well, one thing she did sleep with Aaron. Again. But she did also Ooh. think Daniel was a killer. So, yes, <laughs> but then you actually slept with the with the killer. But then she slept, and that's. <laughs> I, just, just, I just she got tricked. It's such an intimate thing, and then to be like, oh, that was like for him to be the killer, and then her to find out like right after they slept together. I was just like, oh, I would feel so gross. Yeah, that I would definitely feel very. Ugh. After yes. finding that out, yes. um, just, but yeah, I'm glad like, she didn't end up with him. Like, yeah, but Dana was still, I don't know, he ended up being a good guy and was looking out for her, but he was still kind of like, there's something about him. I was like, no, <laughs> just no, just no. And then, like, the whole like knowing about her before meeting her, super creepy, yeah. don't like that. It was just, it started off, although he was looking out for her, it started off from a place yeah uneven footing yeah of like you know who she is and like she like her family had a very like big impact on him and his life right like him using the the killing of the of the girls to be able to like sneak her sister away which like again it was one of those things where it makes sense it's not like a horrible thing to do also where did the sister go Cause she was like twelve. Yeah, I don't know. Cause she was like, in like we know now she's like fine, but like yeah, did they say where she went? I don't remember if they did. I don't remember. I know that after he graduated high school, that he like went and found her. Yeah, but there was still like a good bit of time in between her leaving and him leaving the parents. We need another book about her backstory. Well, actually, would be really interested to it know would be if they did a second yeah. one. 
Yeah. If you're listening, Sarah or Stacy, sorry, Stacy, the author, um, an idea for a sequel. But what would you um give this book on a scale of one to five lattes? And who are you getting a coffee with? I would say three and a half out of five. Okay. I liked it a lot, um, but it wasn't like the best thing I think we'll read this this year. But yeah. I still really liked it. It was solid. I would recommend it to people if they like the genre. Overall, good twist. Thought it was good. Um, I don't know that I really want to get coffee with anyone in this story. <laughs> I'm like, um, because um, there's so many things where I'm like, oh, maybe the sister, maybe Daniel's sister. Um, oh yeah, because again, understanding like her backstory and all of that. That probably that I would say the dad, but I also feel like I would just be like, why did you do that? And I'm sure he can't be the most like mentally stable after being incarcerated for 20 years. Yeah, probably not. So, yeah, I feel like the safest choice is Daniel's sister. I can see that. I, I like that answer. Yeah. Um, what about you? What are you? What are you rating this? I'm going to give it four out of five because i think it's solid again i agree it's not going to be the best book that we read but i do think it was a solid read that got me hooked in and i wanted to know what happened and i do think there was a good twist so i think it's solid like a solid four like it's good but like not the best and like yeah i'll give it a four maybe a 3.9 but i'll stick i'll stick with four i'll be generous I'll give it a four. As far as coffee, I'm with you. I don't want to get coffee with any of these people. <laughs> I'm like, uh, D, none of the above. Um, The sister's a good choice. I guess to be, just to give a different answer, I'll get coffee with Chloe. Why not? I mean. Take some Xanax with, the, with your coffee. Maybe, you know, maybe it will help chill us out and like we could have a chill hangout. But it seemed like she wasn't do- by the end of the book. I'll say Chloe by the end of the book, because it seems like she was kind of getting it together. She wasn't taking pills. She was on a better track. So I think, you know, she she has interesting stories to tell. So there is that. True. Um, Do you think she'll ever talk to her dad? Because she contemplated oh. <clears throat> Probably. I think eventually she will. It's going to take her a little bit of time to work through it. She wasn't really talking to her mom because her mom was in the assisted living and was unresponsive. But then as her mom was getting worse, she felt bad. Like, oh my gosh, I left my mom to die. And like, yeah, guilt. Yeah. Which is is kind of interesting to think through because it is to care for an aging parent. And especially in a situation where you feel like the parent abandoned you the Mm -hmm. way that chloe's mom did yeah i get i get why she did what she did yeah like maybe she could have visit more but i understood why she didn't right like i didn't expect her to necessarily care for her because that is a lot of work and like given the history like you said so but yeah so four out of five lattes and i'll get a latte with chloe but like not long like 30 maybe 45 minutes but and I'm like, a cap okay out. i gotta go 
Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs> I gotta join Katie with the sis. <laughs> um, but okay, yeah. So that was our book that we covered. Katie, the next book is your choice. Would you like to announce what book you've selected? I know I sent it to you, but I don't remember what the <laughs> Is it that same book? Yes, yeah, same one. Do you still have it pulled up? I will have it pulled up. And yes, I have it. Scythe by Neil Schusterman. Arc of a Scythe, number one. So isn't there like three books or something? Yeah, this is the first in the series. Um, but I've heard great things about it. And so I was curious to see if this is actually good. Um, the Goodreads, you want to read the Goodreads like description? Sure, yes. Okay. A world with no hunger, no disease, no war, no misery. Humanity has conquered all those things and has even conquered death. Now, scythes are the only ones who can end life, and they are commanded to do so in order to keep the size of the population under control. Citra and Rowan are chosen to apprentice to the scythe a role that neither wants. These teens must master the art of taking life, knowing that the consequences of failure could mean losing their own. Sounds interesting. It won some awards for, like, young adults uh, books. No, I'm excited to read a, a series like that, and maybe if it's good, we'll read the other two. TBD. Um, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. But next week, it, it's going to be another coffee break and then we'll talk about Scythe the next week Um, but also if y'all want to wish Katie a happy birthday her birthday's on Saturday so if you want to give her a little early happy birthday February 17th February 17th 32 thank y'all so much for listening make sure to rate and review us give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and we're available on any other listening platforms. You can follow us at Instagram and TikTok on the Literary Latte Podcast. You can also send us an email if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, book recommendations, dating um, prospects for Katie at the yes. Literary Latte Podcast at gmail.com. And with that being said, we'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Goodbye. Yeah,